news from heaven. How to tell if your struggles are spiritual or not. Hey, before I buy this struggle off of you, I gotta know, is this a natural model or is it a spiritual model? And what we're gonna come away with today here is a tool to maximize the struggles we do go through. Because we go through them. They happen. They happen way more than they have any business happening. But what can we get out of them? And can we, if we know that they're doing something good, it absolutely changes how it feels. Because it's one thing to be walking around in the clouds of life and just have your mind serve up to you everything counterproductive. You're trying to relax and it's just like, let's pump anxiety into you. Come on, let's do it. What? Who are you? What? Where do you get off treating me like that? You're not my mind. Knowing that actually something closer to our real mind is is God, is the truth. You know, and that the truth is what, when it comes in, sets everything straight. And it's actually truth and love driving the things we're going through. Even this stuff that seems against us, truth and love is behind the scenes mitigating and actually turning the dark cloud's best efforts to ruin us actually into stuff for our benefit so that we're made happier eventually and more whole. And this is the way it's done through spiritual components to the struggle. This is from Secrets of Heaven 847. So you can turn there. Look at me. I got to get up to the top. Ah, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Talking about waters receding off the earth, going and coming back. This is this awesome symbol. And you see this, like this is in the story of Noah and the flood. You guys know that one. I mean, come on. A lot of people do. The whole world gets flooded. But then it's like the water goes away. We get the earth back. But then it like comes and goes and comes and goes. And I'm thinking about waves that do that, the day-night cycle. This is the way nature is. And it's the way that things go for us too. Like have you ever been, I got through something. Oh no, I'm back in it. I got through something. Oh no, I'm back in it. It happens to me all the time. Maybe there's a reason. The symbolism as the waters receded off the earth, going and coming back, as vacillation between truth and falsity is established by earlier statements. You get it, you don't get it. Here we go. The the dark clouds are like, I don't see life as it is. Oh wait, yeah, I remembered my higher truths and I see it. Isn't it it fascinatingly frustrating? You go back and forth. I get it, I don't get it. I get it, I don't get it. I said that the flood water or deluges connected with Noah symbolize times of trial. By the way, it's not about some flood that physically couldn't have happened without throwing off the rotation. I don't think you can cover the earth with all that water. But even if you did, why do you and me need to know about what happened thousands of years ago if the earth was flooded or not? We got our own problems. Why isn't God talking to us about those? Well, that is what we're focusing on here. That those that flood, the, the flood that covered the entire earth is when we get totally overwhelmed in these times of trial. And since the subject here is the first state following trials, yeah, they do end. The waters that receded going and coming back can symbolize nothing else but a wavering between truth and falsity. The nature of this wavering though cannot be known without a knowledge of what trials or temptations are. Swedenborg alert. Yeah, if you ever see this word, it doesn't mean, like, should I get the cookie, should I not get the cookie? This is about an um, internal 
struggle, that we feel as anxiety, distress, torment, it's really a spiritual growth spurt. But like teething, it's no fun. The type of struggle determines the type of vacillation afterwards. Oh, we got categories here. So what can we involve here? When the trial involves heavenly qualities, so we can have column A, this can be a heavenly trial. The vacillation is between good and evil. So in heavenly, you're rocking back and forth between what's good and what's evil. Okay? And then... When the trial involves spiritual qualities, since when does B go on the left? Spiritual. And I want to write this down so I can break down exactly what he's talking about because this is a bunch of terminology. How's it going to help you in your struggle right now if you don't know what he's talking about? The vacillation is between truth and falsity. And when the trial is earthly, oh, that, I didn't anticipate that. We got a third one here. So, well, I don't know where this is going to go. So we got earthly. Hopefully something good happens. Uh, vacillation is between the things we crave and their opposites. Oh, man. Okay. So the things that we crave and their opposites. This is like great psychological opposites. Sorry, it's hard to like be talking about this content and then try to spell something at the same time. And suddenly be like, I'm halfway through both, but I know the most embarrassing thing would be if I wrote, spell the word wrong, because that would undermine, you know what that would do if I spell the word wrong? It would undermine your confidence that I'm intelligent and therefore undermine your confidence in the material. It's a, can you believe I'm walking this knife's edge all the time? Earthly between the opposites, what we crave and their opposites. All right, so why these two in both of us? Well, we have, oh, have I left any good room here? Yeah, we just do that. So we have a, us, if this box is us, right? We have, let's get orange here. We have a volition, and an intellect. This is our heart. This is our mind. Swedenborg says these two are very distinct, but they work together intimately, just like your heart and lungs are very distinct, but they work together intimately. This is the core of what we are, and it aligns, it is a receptor for the two fundamental substances of reality, which are good and truth. That's what God is. That's what life is. Evil and falsity, they're just the opposite. They're just the absence or the corruption of those. They're not even actually real. They're not even really substances. They're just perversions of the forms that are meant to accept goodness and truth. So when it's a spiritual trial, that's actually having to do with your intellect. So the things you believe those are being shaken up and torn down and rearranged, and it's painful. And it has, you know, something, and it's not like I could pick these apart cleanly. It's not like I can look back and say, oh, yeah, when I was 23, I had a, a doozy of a spiritual trial, then I had a heavenly, I don't know if I've had any, I don't know if I've had lots, but in general, 
spiritual, you, you go between the truth that you know, oh, life does make sense, it is good, and then the falsity, which is the falsity is just what's always going on in our minds, usually those dark clouds that are telling us egregious stories about who we are and what's going to happen, which are not going to happen. They're not true. The stuff your mind is feeding you all the time is not true. Just fact check it. It's not true. They said, this, this terrible thing's going to happen. Oh, it didn't happen. Well, now this one is. Well, now this one is. Just like no shame for the mind chatter. Terrible. But then when the volition, what we, these are more severe. What we really love, you know, when we're tr- trying to be good and altruistic, and we fluctuate between that and evil, and it causes us great distress. But the earthly level, there's a whole other level of existence, which is we're on when we don't care yet about what's true and pursuing that. And we don't care about what's good and doing that. What do we care about? We just care about what we crave, right? We just care about, I want gratification X. I want finances Y. I want thing, position, respect, esteem, comfort, revenge, whatever it is. We just want that. And what's tough, our struggles are, oh, we get the thing we want or we get the opposite of the thing. we. I got the last word and oh, my enemy showed me up in front of everybody. That's an earthly trial because this earthly mind, we're just asleep. We're not awake. We're asleep. We're totally asleep. And God can't do anything with us. So God is trying to wake us up. It's only when, the good news is, if you got a spiritual component, which we're going to be looking at here, and any of us can start to pick this up, once you're starting to worry about what's true and what's false, you know, and once you're starting to worry about what's good and what's evil, you already moved up a level. You're already doing good. There are many kinds of struggle. The general types are heaven-oriented, spiritual, and earthly. And it's important to avoid confusing them. Only those who love the Lord are subject to heaven-oriented trials. So if you're in one, that's a good sign. Only those who love the Lord. By the way, the Lord being love for the whole human race itself. Everything that is good. And when you love that, when that is what you want to follow, like, I strive to participate in everything that's good. That is the loving the Lord. That's when when hell is really going to come at you. Because that's the exact opposite of what evil and falsity is. Evil and falsity is this, I don't believe anyone else really exists in the same way that I do, and I'm going to do anything that pleases me, right? But this love the Lord, you get subject to these heavenly-oriented trials. Spiritual trials come to those who have charity for their fellow human, right? That has to do with the spiritual level and the truth, knowing how to help uh, others. Earthly tribulation has nothing to do with the other two kinds. And it is not really a trial or a temptation, but merely anxiety rising out of an attack on earthly kinds of love. The anxiety is stirred by misfortune, illness, or morbid constitution of the blood and bodily fluids. How are your fluids? Are they morbid today? Go to like a 18th century description of what goes on in human anatomy. This brief discussion can give some idea of what is involved in our trials. Okay, so let's start to pick apart these different ones. And if you feel like, oh, no, all my trials are earthly, that's fine. It's a good place to start. And the reason why we're allowed to go through trials on the earthly level is that only in distress, if you are constantly sitting here getting what you crave all the time, you'll never wake up. You'll never break out of this box. 
right? But as soon as the opposites come in and make this living space unmanageable, that's when we wake up and we can start to be pulled in the direction of first spiritual and then heavenly. So this is why I think, let's pause for a second, because I think this is why life, one of the reasons why life doesn't just go smoothly. Why didn't God just leave us alone and let us have exactly the life we want? It's because there's a better life out there that we would never get to because we don't even realize that we're all saturated with this earthly stuff. All right. Right. This brief discussion can give some idea of what is involved in our trials. Distress and anxiety over things that conflict with what we love. For those who love the Lord, whatever attacks love for the Lord produces deep pain. And this is trial on the heavenly plane. And I don't know exactly what that would look like, but something that when you got goodness in your heart and something is it, look in yourself, like when, when has that happened? Something's at risk, something's in jeopardy and you feel like, oh, my love that, for the Lord. You wouldn't say it like that. You just feel like all oh, this precious something is under attack. For those who love their neighbor, or in other words, those who feel charity, anything that attacks that love triggers the sting of conscience. And this is spiritual trial. And that, again, could take myriad forms, but it's something about like, oh, is this even right? It could take the form of, is this even right what I'm doing a living? Or do I have to reassess or rethink things? Or, or my constructs or my, maybe even my plan for my life is being disrupted? I don't know exactly what it looks like. But here's the concept, and let it rattle around in your mind and see if you can do a, sort of a A to B with things that have happened for you. But earthly trials which many people call temptations, while they refer to the pain they feel as pangs of conscience, are not temptations or tests. They're merely an anxiety sparked by an assault on what they love. So what's a good example of that? Examples are times when they worry that they will be or feel that they have been deprived of their positions, worldly goods, reputation, physical pleasures, bodily life, and so on. What? Wait a second. You're saying my, my position... All my stuff, what people think of me, what feels good, m- my health. What else is there? Of course that's all I care about. What else is there? That there's another life out there. What, what's not in here? Okay, earthly mind. What's not in here? Anybody else? Nobody else is in there. My position, my stuff, my reputation, my pleasure, my bodily life. Nobody else is in there. It seems like a well-rounded thing until you realize it's missing the point of existence, which is to express love and receive love from other people and ultimately to find total bliss in serving the good of all. That is what is wrong with being in that earthly mindset. Not only is it not care about anyone else, but unavoidably, the position we have, the worldly goods, the reputation, we, we get and want to get those at the expense of others. And that's, we're not satisfied till we have that stuff. So, but it's not all wasted if we're in that, in those sorts of trials. Still, these experiences are apt to do some good. This is the waking up that we talked about before. 
So no matter what, God doesn't allow anything painful to happen that's not doing some good. For the worst condition we can get in, the state that Swedenborg calls hell, what trials and stress and, and anxiety and pain are doing is keeping us from becoming worse. Swedenborg talks about evil spirits that really want to do terrible things to everyone all the time. They have their certain limits, and the only time they're ever punished or allowed to have negative things happen to them, it's when they're trying to go beyond, get worse. So there's that's the, that's the bottom rung of the ladder. But then there's this, hey, we got to wake you up. So we're going to let your life that you think is a real good full life, you're going to start to see some of the cracks in it. But then it moves up to the spiritual concerns. And okay, you're starting to love people. Well, here's maybe where your ideas are, are stuck. Or, or here's maybe where there's some still some real selfishness overriding and corrupting. And the heavenly trials is when, I don't even know, what's it like? It's like love for the for what's good is is under attack and it's the most uh most severe so that is something that we have to put in our mind let's see how we can uh, comp- uh, put this into daily experience right so you go around and you got the dark clouds that is the that is all of the above like that's all the negative self-talk and everything, but it's also the negative towards other people. It's also the unrest and the disquiet and the cravings. So I want all those things. Honor, reputation, gain. I want those. I want those. I'm not getting those. I'm up and down. I hate this person. This person hates me. All that stuff, right? We walk around wrapped up in that stuff. And then th- through these struggles, we can start to have the iron grip of this stuff disrupted, right? Because when you hit struggle, you realize like all the foundational principles that were holding all this up, which is that, yeah, you know, I'm self-sufficient. I don't need anyone. Um, the highest good is myself. You start to realize, well, maybe, you know, I, I, I can't do this. I need help. And that ultimately leads to the search for God. Or you start to, through suffering, understand what it's like to suffer. And then suddenly you're not so keen to dole it out to other people, right? All this stuff comes in, in whatever way, through these trials. And God is trying to introduce, look, there's a whole other life here that we didn't see. And it can fill us in our entirety. So if you're going through an earthly trial, if you're going through distress over stuff that's just superficial, it's impossible not to be distressed by that stuff. It's very hard. Can we think in those moments, like, okay, how can I introduce a spiritual and a heavenly element into this? How can I, even though I'm distressed about this, think about how I can improve my love for the human race, let go of evil and false things, improve my love for the Lord, which is the love of goodness itself. Can I do any of that? Because then any trial, even the earthly ones, can be spiritual. And that's just this accelerated growth track. And in the end... Love wins, as they say. God is going to do what, what God sets out to do, which is to bring us into total permanent happiness. All right, that's the news from heaven. How'd you like it? Please let us know in the comments. Donate, support this program. How's this program going to happen if you don't donate? otle.cosvox.com. Very important to all of us that you do that. Thanks, everyone, for your support. Take this tool out into the world. Report back to us on how it affects people, and I hope that when you need it, it can be one more thing in your, yeah, in your tool belt. Uh, another way that heaven can reach in there and say, look, it's okay. It's all right. Let's go. Here's a direction.
Thanks, everyone. That was a lot of fun.